yeah, baby. I know. I might have to get this thing published, like, today. All right, everybody. Welcome to the World's Okayest Mountain Bike Podcast. It's finally happening. We finally found... Uh, I've got a hard stop in about 45 minutes, but we have finally found the time to record, except today it's just me and Ryan until Kyle jumps in, which he might jump in. But... What does Kyle know anything? Because today's podcast is all about it. today recording. It is Tuesday, October 11th, and this Saturday, Ryan and I will be racing. Well, I'm going to use the term racing liberally here. Uh, we will be racing the BT Epic. Ryan, this is your uh, first race in how long? Uh, let's just say like a cross-country race. It's like six years. Uh I, we all have talked about my, my epic failures with Enduro. So <laughs> let's, let's just say I haven't raced in about six years. <laughs> yeah. And, and your, your Enduro failures have more to do with crashing than lack of speed. Like, you know, you can ride just fine, but, uh, just yeah, well, that. <laughs> let's just say my speed maybe contributed to my crashing. <laughs> well, that is the age old question is like, are you really the fastest man on the track? If you end up crashing halfway through the moto, that's like, correct. Uh, maybe not. You know, if you can't sustain the speed, then you maybe you don't really have it. But listen, listen, I I I, I love to maybe uh, self-glorify myself, but uh, um, let's just be real. And uh, I just crashed a lot, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my, my glory days are over, my friend. We got 52 and a half hard miles ahead of us. Oh, look who just jumped into the party here. Oh. We, Kyle, we just got started, but it, we've got 52 and a half cars. You want to hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, all right. All right. As I was saying for the third time, we've got 52 and a half hard track <laughs> Ozark miles ahead of us uh, this Saturday. And uh, Ryan, you know, I know you're training. Um, I think I get the sense from you you're feeling a little behind the eight ball here. Oh, I'm way behind the eight ball. Like, like you know, I didn't get to comment, but you know, you 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 use the term race lightly, and I'm just gonna say I'm participating with a number plate. <laughs> that was me last year. I mean, um, my plan is to get the fitness you wanted, man. No, no, I'm nowhere near where I wanted to be. Uh, well, I've got good news for you. Uh, in the weekend leading up to this race, I basically spent it in the worst way possible. Lots of driving, flying, and eating copious amounts of queso and Tex-Mex food down in Houston. Uh, so I basically, as far as nutrition goes, and probably even physical prep, um, I've done a decent job leading up to this past weekend, but uh, I don't know how much you can really blow it at this point, you know. There's not much to be gained, uh, but if you have a lot to that you could lose, I mean, if it's possible, I might have, I don't know, I didn't weigh myself, but if it's possible to put on about three to five pounds in one weekend, I think I might have done it. You can't get that kind of The curse of the queso. Oh my God. There was, there was a shirt at Torchy's Tacos. It, was, it says body by queso. I should have bought it and worn it for the race. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Clint. Like, uh, 
here about a month ago, I kind of had a panic moment. Like, I, I think it was when you bought your bike, and I'm like, for sure, Clint is gonna straight up kill me in this race. Uh, and so I'm feeling a little better about myself, but I'm not. I'm I'm nowhere near saying like I could even beat you. So I'm just going with to have a good time, and you know. It is what it is at this point. I will say on Sunday, I put in 42 miles, um, did a lap at Lost Valley, then rode down, went up Matson Hill Road, did a lap at Matson, back into Lost Valley, back through Lost Valley to the truck. And I didn't feel terrible. I actually felt pretty good. But that's half the climbing of what we're going to be doing. So, um, see, okay. It's like, I haven't ridden that far yet, but I have definitely done more climbing than that, or at least as much multiple times. Yeah. So Brian, still probably 4,000 foot of vert though, isn't it? No, I was under, under three. Yeah, oh, was it under three? Yeah. Yeah. 42 miles. It was like 20. I, I'd have to look up the Strava, but I want to say it was only like 26 or 28, something like that. Yeah. Wow. A lot, like about like a lap at Berryman. For climbing yeah um yeah so are you feeling like you know i'm there i don't even remember what time they all start but are, are you thinking a, a group two start or a group three because it's pro- yeah because you know i i don't know like I, maybe this is sounding a little self-centered uh, but i know how it can bunch up in some of the tech spots and in, in early on and that'll just make me like when people stop to walk across a rock, I'm going to get mad. So I, I probably want to be in the back of group two, not the front of group three, whatever. Uh, I'm, I said what I said. <laughs> yeah, I'm, down. I'm, I'm, I'm down for whatever. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. So tell me, we got to, you know, what's your bike setup going to be? What tires are you running? I really want to know that. Yeah. So I'm running. Of course uh, you do. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm running our Vitorias, uh, our good friends over at Vitoria. Uh, I'm running a Sierra up front and a, uh, a Mezcal in the back. You're going to be fast. Dang. Um, it's pretty fast. I will say I'm, I'm actually kind of struggling with pressure on them. I, I'm, I've got them to where I'm low enough in pressure to where I feel like finally I'm getting some traction and I'm not just pushing the front corners. Um, but then it's, I'm feeling like I'm feeling rim strikes at times on it and so uh, yeah i don't know i'm struggling with that i'm struggling with suspension setup still on this bike like um it's, it's an awesome wicked fast bike. we're kind of cutting out on us there buddy did i lose you guys you uh you cut out just a little bit you're back though sorry so you got the sorry. right what what tire pressures are you running uh, I'm running uh, 17 in the front and 15 in the back. Ooh, 15 in the back. Yeah. Dang. That yeah, weird, that's not, low. Not the same. <laughs> it's, sure. It is low, but like otherwise, I just felt like I couldn't get the traction I needed. And when I say strikes, like they're not mega or anything like that, but I'm definitely feeling it. So. See, uh, tires, we're running the same front tire. I've got a Sierra. I'll probably be running 20 to 22 PSI. I haven't decided. Somewhere in there in the front. In the rear, though, I had a Barzo on, and I was totally fine with how it rode and how fast it rolls. But, man, out there, I have 
poked holes in that thing in two different spots and uh i could patch it i've already got one patch in it uh, i could put another in it and run it but i also have like a brand new um maxis ardent which is slightly yeah. heavier i don't know if it rolls as fast it should be similar as far as i can tell doesn't seem that different but i think i trust it to not get a hole in it and i'm really struggling with that choice because you know i gotta hang with you and i know that mezcal is gonna roll super fast down the gravel especially um, it does roll good on gravel, like, but I'm not a gravel masher anyway, so I'm like, that's not anywhere I'm going to be pushing myself really. So. Uh, I feel like now, are you guys, off. are you, are you guys trying to start together? I mean, are you guys planning on lining up and then rolling out together? I mean, I'm going to be a friend. Ryan doesn't matter, but he wants to do something to it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find him in the line and just get right by him. And, yeah, and he's going to have me the whole time. <laughs> uh, well so, i'm hoping to heckle you both for the last like eight miles or so yeah and you're running the trail casings right ryan the gray wall on the mezcal um on the uh yes yes i'm sorry yep. yeah the sierra only has one casing you don't have any options there yep. but yep. okay so yeah, you're not you're not running hyperlite. I just think your roll resistance on the gravel will be a little better. But man, I don't know on those chunky sections of the Berryman and stuff. I don't know that you know so your tire is always on something loose or whatever. Anyway, I wonder if the roll pattern really matters as much at that point. But yeah, I don't know. I need to just run what I've got because I. I think about, okay, well, how much time am I going to lose if I get a flat? And how how much time am I going to lose if I can't plug it and I've got to put a tube in? You know, that's yeah, that's probably going to cost me more than 20 grams of tire <laughs> or something like that. Right, right. No, 100%. Yeah, guaranteed. Um, but I'll be on the ISO. I've got a 40 mil stem coming in so I can maybe scoop my seat back just a hair again. Uh been a little worried about the lower back on this new bike, just not having the the position dialed yet like it needs to be. Um, I think I've got it pretty good, though. I changed some things, went for a ride last week, and didn't have any issues. So, yeah, I'll be we'll packing plenty of ibuprofen if you need some. So. <laughs> we might be, we'll be out there <laughs> popping pain pills on the trail. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, the, the Izzo... I know it's not it's not a hyper it's not a cross country bike it's not a pure cross country bike, but compared to my enduro it's way lighter, and you know oh you're gonna be way better I've, off yeah I've had some times yeah. on it that were significantly faster than any than the same segment I've had on my enduro even when I'm fresh, so I take that as a good sign. Um, it's a really weird thing though because I will feel like I'm not going very fast. Like, I'll feel like I'm just plodding along. My cadence isn't too high. And I'm like, man, I thought I'd be going faster than this through here. But then I'll look down at my gearing, and I'm like, I'm like in the middle of the cassette with a 32-2 front chain ring instead of on, like, one of the first, second, or third easiest gears like I would normally yeah. be on my enduro. I feel like I'm going the same speed, though. But I look down, I'm like, oh, I have to be going faster because my ratio and my gearing is way higher right now than it normally is 
but it just doesn't feel like I'm going faster. But then the stopwatch don't lie. Yeah, it it is for sure. Like like you'll that that lighter bike is gonna make a big difference for you. There's no doubt about it. So. Well, I finally got the suspension sorted out. I I'm lucky. I had some. Uh, I found some shock spacers that I wasn't sure if they would fit that shock that I had, but it fit. Put a put the next bigger one in, and then I added two more tokens to the fork. I could still have one more, but uh, I will say that 34 when it's stock with just two tokens in it, that sucker is soft. Like so, they are, were are amped, they a, are light on the damping on that thing. Is that a, a regular 34? Is it step cast? What what fork is that? It's the uh, 34 with the grip two, the factory float. Okay. It's it's not the step cast. It's like the regular 34. Yeah. And it's just the float DPS out back. Um, so, Kyle, you're you're gonna come hang out. This is you know this is a chance for people to see the, the podcast boys, uh, sort of in action. <laughs> I, I think we need to do some pit talking on 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 Friday. Like, bring the man, camera. Man, I gotta be honest, talking. man. I uh, after the ride I had at Greensfelder yesterday, I'm hoping. I'm hoping I'm, I'm fresher than you guys are at, at your 40 mile than I am from riding those last eight with you guys. Man, I got I got worked at Greensfelder. I don't think that'll be a problem. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, I was I was less than 24 hours off of a two hour hair scramble the day before where I just got absolutely destroyed. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I uh, I was huffing and puffing at Greens yesterday, shoulders, back, all sores could be and everything. Well, Kyle, the last thing we do before we get back to Bass is the three sisters, uh, and then we have the stupid asphalt. Oh, really? Right after that, past Bass, so we'll probably be a bit in the hurt locker at that point. <laughs> We're gonna All right. Well, it. my plan is to my plan is to cheer you guys on starting at Bass. Probably catch you guys at Berryman. Uh, maybe throw an empty beer can at you as you ride by, and then. Uh, and then head back wanna... to Bass and jump on and try to push you guys for the last uh, for the last eight or nine or whatever that loop is out there. Right. Hey, if you're going to toss beers, don't toss me one empty. <laughs> <laughs> I need all the painkillers I can get. Oh, I'm just back. hoping we... So I, I talked my poor wife into going down to watch the BT Epic, to watch my friends Clinton and Ryan race the BT Epic on our 10th wedding anniversary. So it, it, our anniversary is actually Friday the 14th, and that's when we're heading down to go camping with two small children in a tent. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, our last our last family camping trip was was absolutely miserable. Yeah, it's terrible. too. That's the other thing. But Hannah, the kids should be out at the the Berryman campground, and then they might come down to Bass after, and you know, be our my little pit crew at the at the Barry, BCG mark. Um, Kyle, so I mean, I, Ryan, are you packing the pickle juice? Um, I'm probably just going to be working my supplements. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I'm feeling pretty good about just the tailwinds and, uh, my nutrition. So probably no pickle juice. I don't know. I, maybe I should have some as a reserve, but, um, I yeah. can just have more supplements if I need to. So, I I am undecided if I'm running a pack or if I'm gonna just do bottles and buy on water stations. So. Yeah, man. Last year, now they they swore they were gonna fix this for this year, but last year the water stations after Berryman, so you know you still had 30 miles to go. 
they were all empty by the time I got there. And that was yeah. the case for a lot of people ahead of me too. So my plan is to to basically be self-sufficient on the water. I don't want to carry that much, but I I don't know. I I don't think it's going to slow me down. Well, worst case scenario too. <clears throat> well, worst case scenario too, you could always grab a bottle or a or, or a or a bladder and a pack at at the Berryman from your oh, that's support my plan. team too. Oh yeah, I oh, I have that plan. I'm okay. going to have a, a bottle on the bike and a bottle in the hip pack for the first till I get to Berryman. Then I'm going to swap those out, fresh bottle on the bike and a uh, backpack uh, or water in it for the yeah. last half. I'd like to be able to go just two bottles on the bike and all my food in my jersey pockets and no pack, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, I bought one of those little little frame bags to sit on top to get put my food in just because I'm always struggling to get it out of my pockets and I don't want to stop. And Yeah, same here. Same here. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited too. So, uh, for a couple reasons, my... Uh, uh, my wife and my my youngest we're going they're coming down we got a, we bought a new camper so we're camping out the whole weekend and my wife and him have never seen me compete at anything so uh you know my competing days are pretty limited nowadays with for multiple reasons but uh i don't know i'm just kind of excited <laughs> for, that. for her that's request a, i believe <laughs> yeah for my wife's request but my wife's actually kind of excited about this you know obviously camping she's excited about and hanging out so i don't know I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that and then my uh my neighbor carl hansen a phenomenal triathlete super super fit dude like got into mountain bikes uh this year and uh kind of kind of piggybacked on the bt epic thing with me and in and, and clinton and and uh so they're coming down with us he's racing and uh he's probably gonna crush us all because he's amazingly fit um so I'm excited. Like that's kind of fun. He's become a good friend of mine. Obviously, we we live right next door, and and our 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 youngest boys are the same age. So hanging out with them and Kyle, you've got to meet him and hang out with him. He's just a cool dude. So um, yeah, Carl's a, good, Carl's a good dude. Yeah, you know what's I'm, ridiculous, I'm boys. I'll tell you what's ridiculous is there's a Clydesdale class, and I don't qualify for it. <laughs> <laughs> so Clint, like why would you qualify for a Clydesdale class? You're like you're like you're like five nine one eighty. Why why would you be in the Clydesdale class? It's two hundred pounders, okay. Um, I feel like you know next year I could if I wanted a real shot at a good finish, maybe I should just gain the weight, <laughs> right? <laughs> Instead of doing the hard work, my stuff to do the hard work. But uh, they don't have you a good eat more. class though. That's that's a shame. That's what they really need. What class? I don't think well, that's kind of a new thing. I mean, this is no, yeah. The BT is not a big hitters race. I mean, it's classically been one of the biggest, most prominent cross country races in all well, of the Midwest. I mean, they're not gonna, it's the, the big. I think it's seven fifty this year instead of six fifty. Entries. I think they, yeah, I think they bumped it up. Of course, there's always a handful of people at the end that decide they can't do it or whatever, but. Um... Trying to see who the farthest person we have coming away. We got some Texas people, a lot of Arkansas people, Tennessee, Illinois, Kansas, Arizona. Got a guy coming from Arizona in the pro class. 
Ryan, I forgot you're a second. We're not even in the same class. I'm a what? You're you're an old man. We're not even in the same class. I know, I know. But that's all right. So even more pressure on you to beat me. Not really. No. <laughs> there's there's plenty of dudes in the uh, in the fifty plus whatever and the Clydesdale class that are gonna whoop me. Oh yeah. How many people do you guys have in your respective classes? Oh, geez. Kyle, this is one of those races you don't even think about that kind of stuff unless you're really in it to win it. Um, Again, Kyle, like, I, yeah, I'm like, who knows and who cares? My, my perspective is, is like, I honestly just want to not be completely, completely miserable, like, to the point like, I don't even want to eat dinner after the race. <laughs> Uh, by the way, after the race, there will be a blueberry pie in my truck. That's the plan. Oh, I, I see. I want to have enough. I, I, see, I want to have enough energy to consume a pie, a piece of Clinton's blueberry pie. There you go. There you go. Um, and if, if I ever got energy for anything, it's always for pie. Forty to forty-nine, and one hundred and fourteen in the thirty to thirty-nine. So. I don't know. That doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but it is what it is. There's only one. There's only one name I care about on this list, and that is Brian Brown. <laughs> so Ryan, have you weighed your bike? What's that? What's that sucker weigh? Yeah, uh, right at twenty-three. Okay. So how much less weight is going to be going up the hills in total than with me? So my bikes. Well, I put on, I had to put on different cranks on my bike. They're not as light as the stock one. So I don't know what the weight difference is between 175 carbon XOs and 170 descended 7Ks. I don't know. But uh, my bike should be probably about 28, 27 and a half, 28 pounds with that before I start loading up water and all that stuff. Okay. And I'm 160. So we're at 183 let's say okay and i'm well right now probably 190 uh, i was under it but so do 18 right there about all right Something like that. 218 something like I, I don't know i'm at it's just fine actually so what? Th- what's that? 30, 35 pound difference? Yeah. Or 45. 35. That's a lot of weight over 52 and a half miles. You might you might be feeling better than you than you think. <laughs> like I said, I felt pretty good on Sunday for my my long ride, but I wasn't pushing it, and it was half the climbing that we're going to be doing. So. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, forty-two mile day is a big day, though, man. I mean, that's a lot of riding. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a big day. Like it was for sure. I, I still feel it a little bit in the legs. Like I'm, I, I'm not miserable. I wasn't miserable after the ride or anything, but definitely feel that you work your legs. But uh, I'm gonna do a light spin tonight, get them kind of blood flowing again, and get them ready to go. So. I mean, I did nine miles at a with a thousand foot of elevation, and I, I was smoked after that. Yeah, but that's a lot of climbing, Kyle. Nine miles—that's over a hundred feet per mile. So that's kind of what we're—that's kind of what I should have been doing to train for this. But 
Yeah, I've done a lot of riding out there, but it kept, my big rides kept getting cut short by punctures, which is why I'm just going to stick with the tire I've got because I think it will, the knobs are just a little bit taller and the casing seems just a tiny bit thicker. Um, yeah. Just because I don't want to, I don't want another, have to deal with a poking holes in tires. That's a real yep. bump. That happened to me last year on top of all the other things. <laughs> so hopefully the knees will be uh the knees will be feeling right so so what time is everybody planning on heading down friday or you're not are you Clint, on friday i mean i'll come down to do my, <coughs> my registration and all that taken care of so i'll come down what i don't know what time you get in there uh i should be there by noon at the latest so you'll be there before me. We're probably going to leave here at noon since I got to pull Connor out of school. We want him to at least get a half day. So we'll probably be leaving here at noon or noon or one. I'm planning on trying to be at the campsite by three. Okay. Well, okay. I think we could do like a little, like a little recording, like from the race live at the BT Epic or something like that'd be kind of cool. Just a quick little round table. How we feeling last minute, maybe get a little special guests in on it with us if anybody's hanging around that's racing it too yeah we need to get some figure out who who some of these pros are that are uh kind of big hitters that are kind of you know favorites to possibly win because i don't man i don't know i don't really yeah. know any of these names um yeah i don't know who's on it i'd have to look we could also talk to some of our our uh uh teammates for their last races teammates uh like radel and rogavine some of the heavy hitters on the momentum team and you know brian 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 gainer he's riding a single speed he i heard he was riding pretty good so. yeah he's been winning he's he's dude, he's fit as a fiddle right now man brian's been getting the miles in yeah yeah nathan goff i'd like to talk to nathan our good friend and buddy he's been riding a lot so see how prepared he's feeling oh be fun maybe i'll even bring out the gopro and do a little interviewing that way huh speaking yeah. of momentum team i mean should we talk about it I mean, everybody knows <laughs> yeah i mean i think everybody knows no no secret uh you know, <clears throat> momentum cycles is uh sold to trek bicycles so yeah. So what this uh, means for all y'all listening, especially if you're a bike shop owner, is uh, we're free podcast agents. boys are free agents now. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me know if you got a deal. <laughs> yeah, let me know, y'all. I, uh, I, I, so I did get an offer from Trek, actually. They sent me an, a, a job offer. But the way I work and what I do and how I, I do it, it, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to align well with the, the Trek corporate program. Um, I do like their products, but I, the, the way that their, their shop's going to run, I don't think they'll have a spot for me. There's a, there's a shop in town that I might go talk to and, you know, try to see what I can put together, but I, I'm going to miss, I'm going to, I'm really going to miss it. Like this is an entire podcast by itself for me. Uh, just the, Uh, people even listen to this podcast it's been uh, it's been fun having a shop to help people get in a bike about five seconds ago right when you were getting emotional oh man 
No, I think. I, well, know, I'm sitting. One of the things that I, you know, obviously we've all been momentum team riders and friends of the shop, Kyle and I, kind of even working, working uh, like a uh, side gig kind of thing or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, fortunate to get uh, awesome bikes and machinery to ride uh, because of that. And we're thankful for Chris and Steve and all that opportunity. So it's kind of sad to see it go. I, I don't know what's going to happen with the team. There's kind of hinted like somehow it may continue. I don't know how that'll be. I kind of hope so. Cause it's been fun. I, I don't know. It may be the last time run the Jersey uh, and kind of be sad, but cool in a way too. And just thankful and getting emotional myself guys, but I'm a free agent. We're all free agents. So uh, somebody pick us up. <laughs> well, that being said, you know, well, one, Kyle's going to have, like, I'm going to be interested to see what, what brand Kyle becomes a fanboy of. Because when he's locked into one, I mean, it's it's something to behold. But uh, Oh, loyalty, man. You take care of me and help my people get bikes. Uh, that's what I'm going to miss the most, man, is just having, like a, like, a bike shop to call home. You know, there's so many people that I've been able to share cycling with and help get into cycling and, you know, just do it through the comfort of like normal friend conversations. Then, you know, meeting up at the shop and working by appointment. Uh, it's, I've spent 15 years in the industry and it's uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it, man. I mean, every, all the different people that I've gotten to help get into mountain biking and, and everything. It's going to be really hard for me to not have access to that anymore. So I am interested. We don't have too much time left here, but uh, what a. Uh... Are there any bikes out there in the world that have got you uh, interested now, maybe more than you would have been before, just because of trying to be limited to the brands the shop carries or whatever? Yeah. Open to some stuff that's out there. So, I mean, there's definitely been brands that have always interested in me. So, like, Pivot has always been something that's interested me. That's been, I've had some really good times on some pivots um pivot transition you know are two brands that we never sold that i am excited to explore the options of um and then um and then of course santa cruz too i mean we, we've always been a santa cruz dealer i just could never afford to put one together but you know santa cruz has always been on the list we love lauren's my wife's uh juliana um and then but honestly like even when i look at the offerings from all those different brands because i kind of did like this scatterbrain like oh my gosh like i might not ever have access to an industry deal ever again you know what do i want what do i need to do and then you really after after racking my brain for about a month after figuring out like what trigger should i try to pull before i no longer have access to it i don't know if there's a bike out there that anybody makes that would do what i wanted to do better than what i ride now so i'm not sure to be honest yeah it's kind of Kind of how I feel about my enduro. Um, there's some sweet enduro bikes out there, but I'm like, I don't know. The, the thing pedals so well, it, it just does everything I want it to do. I mean, all you could do is maybe start taking weight off, but then what does that do for reliability? Um, I do think the, uh, I mentioned this to you guys the other day, because uh, I had someone that maybe would have bought my frame off my enduro, but I, I didn't do it because I'm like, I don't, I can't replace I can't replace it like bikes are just getting more expensive so it's not like I can sell it and get a new frame for I mean I'd be out you know 500 to a thousand dollars at least um, just to make a swap for no reason yeah I think the the DV8 Claymore looks like a pretty sweet enduro bike and has really good reviews 
you know, it's some of the high pivot stuff. I think they've gotten the high pivot thing down where they still pedal really well or like pretty normally. <clears throat> so somewhere like Shepard Da Vinci's would be cool, but yeah. And then Da Vinci's had some bikes that have interested me. Like just, you know, they, they've done a lot of work with Dave Weagle um, and they're, I, they've got fast guys riding Da Vinci's and some of the fastest guys to ever ride a bike have done a lot of winning on Da Vinci's. Um, I've never ridden one, never really seen one in person. I've never even seen a shop that stocks them, but I, as a brand, they've got, they, you know, they've got some, some decent pedigree in racing. Yeah. I, uh, there's this brand, uh, they have a bike they make, I was super interested in, but I went ahead and got my YT just cause I got a pretty good deal on it. But uh, this brand called Trek makes a fuel top fuel. Looks like the kind of bike <laughs> I'd like to ride. <laughs> now that I'm free to ride anything, I'm pretty interested in Trek. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I, I, there was a moment Not there. I thought I was going to end up right back on a Trek <laughs> after all, all this. Clint, go ride anything. Uh, Trex, I mean, Trex, Trex definitely. Trop fuel looks good. The new Fuel X looks good. I mean, it, they're 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 a little late. They're a lot. Well, they're a lot late to the game, really. But I mean, they're, they're finally integrating some stuff that has been become pretty much industry standards. I mean, internal storage compartments, wild adjustability on uh, on geometry and head tube angle and stuff like that. You know, it's stuff that Specialized has been doing for years. That Santa Cruz has been doing for at least a year. You know, and Trek is finally doing it. And, you know, I, I imagine the product they put out with it's going to be absolutely stellar. Um, but, yeah, no, there's a little little bit behind the industry standards. But, I mean, they've got good stuff, man. Like, I've never had a Trek bike I didn't like, as everybody that listens is well aware. Yeah. So, um, if, if I go something long travel, if I get back into something a little more playful and not an XC, I mean, uh, I'm probably going to go exotic and go uh, zeroed with a pinion drivetrain. I knew this part was coming at some point. So my company that I work for, BRP, in the power sports industry, we uh, about two months ago, we purchased pinion gearboxes, which is uh, a center mount gearbox. If you're not familiar with it, look it up. It's really cool for bicycles. Um, so you basically have one cog out back and your all your gearings up in the middle. Uh, um by your by your cranks um and so our company actually bought that with the idea that we are gonna venture into human powered um uh products so uh both e-bike and non-e uh non non electric and uh so that might be something that in the next two or two to three years my company that i work for expands into and uh i'm definitely interested to kind of check more out from it i've even kind of hinted around to some of the the personnel like hey i know a little bit about bicycles and uh you need a test rider wink wink so um i don't know it, it may never come to fruition for me or or or, or in the company but definitely kind of once our company announced that i was like hey this seems pretty cool i've been interested in these gearboxes anyway like Oh, I Maybe think I'll end up on a zero. <laughs> I've been I've been hoping they can get gearboxes just a little better for a long time. I think that would be great, especially somewhere like Shepherd or at the bike park, anywhere it's real super chunky or whatever. Just not having a derailleur to smash, um, going through coin slots and stuff like that. That would be so nice. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention the suspension, um, gets it works a little more freely or it can work a little more freely on the back and, and run smoother. So 
Yeah. I'm all for the gearbox thing. I've what I've heard. So we we know a guy who's got one, uh, Michael Fleeg. When you're actually in a low gear, like climbing, just spinning up the hill, you really can't tell the difference. Like you can't feel the resistance. And apparently, it's when you're you're like in sprint mode in some of the higher gears, and you're really trying to charge, is more like when you can feel that little bit of extra drag. Um, yeah. Apparently, that breaks in over time even a little better. They can just put a trigger shifter on that. I think it'd be great, and I honestly don't care that you can't pedal. You can't pedal while you shift because at least on my bikes, I don't shift under a hard load anyway. Even if I'm sprinting, I take that little split second to kind of lighten the pedal stroke so I'm not shifting under, like, hard torque anyway. It's not a big deal to me. I don't want to break chains and on cogs and all that kind of stuff, so it's no big deal to me. What's Kyle doing? I have no idea. You don't even want to know. <laughs> well, oh well, no. Well, we don't. I'm wild now. <laughs> I'm getting changed in my car currently. <laughs> That's not, Kyle. My my brain went a lot worse places than that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I got a. I've got a meeting at two o'clock. And it required a, a wardrobe change, so uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, to all our listeners, um, if you see me and Ryan, well, so oh, by the way, you know, <clears throat> we didn't really talk about this. My new bike. I just mentioned my YT Izzo. Uh, I was in desperate need of some bro points. I basically have none. So I figured a solid black YT. It's about as good as I could do. Uh, it is a short travel bike, though, so I don't think it gets as many points as, like, a Castro Wood or a Jepsy. But uh, it's just solid black, man, and it's a YT, so I feel like that counts for something, right? 100%. Yeah, you're – like, I'm definitely not as cool as you on my my 120 Epic Evo, you know. But it doesn't have minions on it, so – <laughs> it definitely gets some points. I mean, it's the it's the most broy thing that you're ever gonna race a cross country race on, I think. Yeah. Uh, or mar I guess this technically we'd call this marathon, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a cross country marathon. A little bit of both. Yeah, yeah cross country marathon. Um, but anyway, for those of you listening, if you see us at the race, like come talk to us. Um, you want to jump in and follow up make a train just a ryan brown train just we'll just put him at the front and we'll all follow him at whatever speed at you want to go like yell at me I'm the whole time. you're welcome maybe well i don't know ryan i know this isn't an enduro race but i have thought about maybe i should get in front just to control the downhill pace make sure you don't hurt yourself nah um, i'm okay i won't be pushing <laughs> Man, why would you say such a thing? Don't put that voodoo on him, Ricky Bobby. History, Kyle. Yeah, no bad, no bad. Why I would say such a thing. It's all on you now, Clinton. If if something happens, my wife's gonna be after you. <laughs> Tell you what, there's one spot on the uh, the climb, yep. the last climb before Brazil Creek. So it's the last climb before the the descent to the Brazil Creek camp. It's my favorite climb on the trail. It's smooth. It's all twisty and windy. It has some exposure. 
Dude, there is one spot on that I pedal strike every time and end up falling into the side of the hill. It's like a <laughs> hidden route, but you can't see it because it's around a corner. Like, it's just out of your line of sight. So, uh, you know, I'll, Ryan, if I'm behind you, I'll be shouting, you know, watch your pedals. <laughs> I don't want you to because there's a lot of exposure there on the yep. other side. So yep. I don't want you tumbling off into the bush. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing everybody on there. I'm kind of looking forward to just kind of being immersed in some mountain bike racing scene and talking to people, um, you know, getting down there somewhat early Friday to do so and just hang out and have a nice meal Friday. That's my favorite part. Yeah, that's my favorite part, man. Just just the the, the party, the the culture, the community. That's what I enjoy the most. Yep. One last thing, Ryan, uh, goal, time goal, time goal. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, like just kind of looking at what I did last weekend, like under seven hours is, I think I'd be happy. Like that's way more than I want to be riding, but I think that's probably just realistic. Yeah. Where, was, where were you at last year, Clinton? Eight. You're at but eight. I, yeah. I, mean, I spent 20 minutes at Berryman Campground. I spent another 15 sitting on the stupid ground. I had a terrible knee pain, couldn't even stand up for the last 10 miles. I mean, literally, my leg would not, it would just collapse. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll be under seven, but I don't think I'm going to be close to six, that's for sure. So, like, I'd be happy right around that seven or under mark, for sure. So. I, I'm shooting for six and a half. Um, you know, I did 30 miles out there, but but a lot of it was gravel road. Um but I did 30 and 240, and that was with legs that wanted to cramp for the last 10 miles. I had to be pretty slow and smooth. Yeah. Um, but I also went way harder for the first 20 miles. Like, I was riding hard, like, basically at that zone four, zone five limit. Um, basically, as hard as I could ride for the first two hours, and then my legs cramped, so... I'm not gonna go that. I'm not gonna go that hard out of the gate anyway for this race. Um, I don't think my legs. I don't. I'm not as worried about leg cramping on this. I did 30 and 240. You know, I think six and a half is within the realm of possibility for sure. My goal is to start kind of like when I did the 100 milers down there, and and basically kind of ease in, and then when I get to Berryman Campground. Hopefully, I have the the endurance left to feel, yeah to go a little harder. So that was my plan when I I had a good ride at, at the OT 100 uh, the 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 last year I did it uh, and it worked out pretty good. I actually had quite a bit of energy for the second half of the race. So that's gonna kind of be my I'm not in that fitness, but that's kind of my goal is is to have more for the second half. So preserve early and then uh, go a little harder. So you know. It's weird with this kind of racing. You would think you could say, well, you can always slow down if you're going too fast. But, man, it's kind of backwards. Is if, if you go too fast too early, you can't just maybe slow down a little bit. Sometimes you blow yourself up, and then you have to slow down a ton. Because if you just start slow, you can um, – if you still have the energy, you can always build speed as you feel better and better. So, yeah. I mean, my plan, like I said, <laughs> my plan is basically just to follow you catch your draft up the gravel hill that is miserable man 
it's just four miles of climbing basically to start the race. Yeah. Is that that gravel road going that direction is so miserable. I hate it. Um, but and and I hate it because I watch everyone just ride away. Like I just watch them disappear. But usually end up catching quite a few of them in the woods just by not by pedaling super hard, but just by maintaining speed and flow around the turns and the up down twisties and rocks like. I am always shocked at these races, how many people, like, they cannot ride once it gets rough. Hey, we're all out That's been my experience with every cross country race I've ever done, though, is that, like, I am usually the least fit person in the line, but oftentimes in the top five, as far as my ability to make it through single track and cornering and down, you know, like, any descent, and so... I have to almost sprint to get to the single track just so I can end up there first and let them pass me on the next climb. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. So, all right. Well, look forward to it. It'll be fun. We'll see you Friday. We will see you Friday. Thanks hey, for listening, everybody. everybody. See you and Friday, y'all. Maybe we can get a Friday night recording done, but I don't know. I'm I'm gonna want to go to bed, so I don't know if I'm gonna publish it or not. We'll yeah, see. We can do it well, quick. Clint, Clint, just get down there around four to check in. Ryan will be there and he'll be settled in. I'll be in there, be getting settled in, and then we could all get hang out for a little bit. Yeah, I think that'll work. Hopefully. Cool. All right. See you guys. Bye. Later, guys. Yeah.